0: By Republic Trooper.com. Combat Chatter covers the latest hot topics and breaking news surrounding Star Wars, the Old Republic, BioWare, and the greater Tor community.
1: What's up, guys? It is time for Combat Chatter, episode 10, hosted by myself, Andy, at Republic Trooper. And tonight I'm joined by our usual cohorts, Dave and Mike from Republic Trooper. And also uh, Nick is back on the show. Nick was on the show as a guest. Uh, I think it was episode three or four. He was on our industry experts show. Nick is a employee for a very large, uh, oh, I can't say it, <laughs> a very large unnamed MMO development company, which we cannot say, so I have to be really careful about that. But uh, uh, what's going on, guys? Thanks for hanging out. we nice. Yeah, dude. You're welcome anytime, man. We're glad to have you back. So today is a special day. Right now in uh, Austin, Texas, there is the BioWare Guild Summit is going on, and a flood of information about changes to the game has just been unloaded on just about every website out there. And we're going to talk mainly about all of that kind of stuff, because there's so much stuff to to cover. Um, It's going to cover pretty much everything. But before we get into that, I wanted to talk briefly about our site, RepublicTrooper.com. Uh, First of all, in February, a lot of you guys might have noticed that we were having quite a few website issues where the site was down for, you know, 12 hours to 24 hours about every other day. And uh, we apologize for that. We have since moved web hosts to a new web host. So the site is uh, up and running again. We have a brand new forum system that came along with it, which is really cool. And uh, we're pretty happy to be uh, kind of back up and running without any problems. So uh, apologies for some of the downtime we had last month. Um, it was a busy month for us trying to migrate our database and get all kinds of craziness reinstalled and reset up on the new web host. But it's back up, and we're good to go. So, uh, yeah, so we can continue our podcast, too, because it's been a month since we've done our last podcast. That kind of got – the last podcast got lost in the shuffle with all of this stuff going on. But um, but anyways, uh, enough about that. Thanks, guys, for uh, hanging out tonight. And I'm sure you've been following uh, all of the live blogging and live streams and all that stuff from the Guild Summit. Uh, what are your guys' thoughts about what uh, – what was released today? Anything? Uh, anything jump out at you guys is super cool or super important?
2: There's a long list. I mean, that's not a quick answer. There's literally dozens and dozens of things, and uh, a lot of it's uh, important and a lot of it's cool. So we're uh, we might need a little bit more focus. Pick, but Mike. A, dude, there's so much,
1: man. Pick a topic, dude. Let's talk about it. Because I agree. There's I, I could go on for hours and hours. What did what? Was, what was something that like you thought was like, oh man, cool. I've been waiting for that.
2: Well, it, I was gonna say, Mike. Uh, Mike sounded like he was about to grab the reins and uh what what were you thinking, Mike?
3: Well the first thing that I noticed uh was just the sheer number of things they're trying to roll out. Like I was expecting you know, a little details, you know, here's the legacy system, here's some things that are gonna be in it. That would be one you know, patch one point two. I wasn't expecting the flood of new stuff. Like Dude, I was expecting a things. You it's know? a
1: freaking novel, man. And even James yeah. and- <laughs> Owen James Owen said he was like he goes. MMO players have never seen a patch of this size that's free. He's like he's like it's never ever happened. I mean, this thing is this thing is huge. Like they're not screwing around.
3: No, it, actually, it's funny. The first thing that I noticed, and it's kind of weird considering all of the the major things coming out with the new War Zones, new operations. Uh, but I noticed the in-game events. Now, maybe that's the the former Rift player in me, but. Uh, you know, l- limited time events created and dedicated uh, by the, the the tour team. Um, they say it's going to make it more dynamic. I'm not sure what they're going to be doing if they're going to be doing like, you know, like the old EQ or Matrix Online live events where there would be like NPCs run by uh, the team or not. But that was the first thing that jumped out at me,
2: dude. Um, I, I have a feeling they're going to be more like the limited time events that uh, that Blizzard would do before a um. Before an expansion launched, like hey, you know, uh, like the
1: zombie invasion or whatever it yeah, was to play yeah, yeah, like
2: like death wings come in or something you know that that's stirring this up for a certain amount of time, uh which is also cool, but um I mean there's there's been some smaller games that have had some exceptionally huge patches uh with stuff in them, like Ddo so I'm not sure I'm not sure James is completely right, and this is the biggest patch anyone's ever seen, but I, I mean, I, I know his intention in the fact that they're putting out a huge amount of stuff, and on that I will absolutely agree. And this is something I've been saying to the people who recently, uh, I'm going to say it straight out for everybody out there in the tour community, I know a lot of people who have almost the exact same reaction. They're like, yeah, the game's pretty good, but I'm just not playing anymore for a few very big reasons. One, the game is actually too familiar current MMOs. Uh, A lot of the stuff that works, it's not that it doesn't work for them, it's just that it's worked for them, and it, it feels too much like old hat. But I've told people that BioWare will continue to throw great stuff in this, and my prediction is six months to a year from now, the majority of people who've played it for the first month or two, and have found it decent but not grabbing, will end up coming back to play again well
1: yeah i mean th- that's a, you've heard it <laughs> right i agree that's that's a good point you know it's one of those things like and, and you know dave and i and, and all of us i think we've, we've talked a lot about this like offline and, and in game and on the phone and whatever dude the game's only three months old man you know what i mean they're still they're still technically like in launch mode i mean yeah they've had one content patch but this is like this to me seems like their first major patch that's adding all kinds of new stuff to it that, A, the community you know, might be like, oh, it doesn't have this, so I'm not going to play anymore. Or, you know, this is broken, so we can't do XYZ kind of activity. Or there's just, you know, there's not enough stuff to do at level 50. And bear with me for a minute. I'm going to rattle off quite a few bullet points here. This is just some of the high-level stuff that's coming. So there's, there's a new war zone um, called the Novair Coast. There's a new operation called Explosive Content. Or Explosive Conflict, I should say. There's a new flashpoint called the Lost Island part one of the legacy system is coming in 1.2 and we'll we're going to talk about that in a bit Um, part two is going to be coming in patch 1.3 complete ui customization is coming updated character textures The appearance customization, so now you can change like all the colors of your gear and stuff like that. Adding usable items to the mission tracker, so you no longer have to open your inventory and click mission items to use the item. It'll be a little icon next to the mission in the tracking window, that's cool. Ranked war zones and uh, a whole new tier of ranked war zone gear is coming. In-game events, like we mentioned, new daily missions for Corellia, new mini pets, guild banks tons of new gear new vehicles extractable tier 2 mods new lightsaber colors new ship or your ship droids now gain affection new crafting schematics um, new craftable augments legacy item drops new roleplay emotes i mean it goes on and on and on dude they're adding so freaking much it's i'm I'm pretty excited about it
0: sounds like uh what they're what they're adding a lot of is tools for the game not so much game content i know that there was they're adding a couple new worlds and battlegrounds and it just seems more like they're peppering their world with uh, different ways to alter your character. And I think that the, the actual problem the game is having, and this has affected me as well, is a game's supposed to be easy to learn and hard to master. But once I hit level 50 and I did dailies for two weeks, I didn't really feel invested in my level 50 character anymore.
1: Yeah, you and know, I've heard that from a lot of people. Um, and, and I'm I'm a late bird, right? I don't, I don't get as much time to play as probably a lot of people. So I, I'm generally only playing maybe a couple nights a week if i'm lucky so i recently hit 50 so you know like i just finished my class quest and i'm i'm trying to get into the daily stuff i've got to wrap up a couple bonus quests and things but for a lot of guys that have been there for a month or even six weeks or more i i get it it's like hey i've done the same the same 10 quests every night for for you know 45 days dude there's nothing else to do so i think um i think with some of this stuff it'll it'll change that
2: as I say, Nick has a very viable point, and it's another point that's been uh, illustrated in different ways by a lot of people, both before the game launched and, uh, and now that it has launched. Uh, we, we recently um, had one of our writers resign due to the fact that he, he said, "It's a great game, but one of my concerns came to pass, and that was uh, I went through, uh, you know several of the characters, loved the story got to 50 and there wasn't a lot. And uh, Nick's right. The old saying that content is king, which uh, which Brad McQuaid uh, used a, as the tagline for EverQuest back in the day, is true. Um, and the majority of the stuff coming out right now, I will agree, is bells and whistles. But it's stuff that needs to be put into the game. I, I think Nick's got it right, though. After 1.2, they have to focus... Uh, a lot more on, uh, on actual content uh, and on different content. I think uh, they said there's a secret space uh, project. I hope that comes, comes around fast. You know, uh, not only new flashpoints and new operations, but different types of flashpoints and operations and even quests in the same zones. A lot of the zones are huge, like literally huge, uh, but even when the servers are busy, I don't run into a lot of players when I'm in the zones. At the same time, I've been playing EverQuest 2 again, okay? Seven years old, when I'm running around, there's a couple dozen people in all the zones, and I run into them, a lot. It makes the world feel more lively, and that's one of the things I think this game needs to do. It's such a vast world, and so much of it can be done alone, uh, that there needs to be other ways to bring people together beyond what they already have in the game. Well,
1: you know, what I was, what I was kind of getting at this, because, you know, I was, like I said, today during work, I'm doing my work and I'm listening to live streams, so I'm, I'm hearing a lot of the panels and, you know, I, I have up the like 500 pages of notes on, uh, on what was going on. I kind of got the overall gist from just the, the sheer amount of stuff like we were mentioning a minute ago, that this patch is really what they wanted the game to be at launch you know what i mean like kind of to nick's point is there's maybe not a ton of content but there's all kinds of like tools and bells and whistles and all this additional stuff that people were like hey you know this is supposed to be like the best mmo ever or whatever how come it's not in the game yet i kind of get the vibe that that's what this is is like this is where they really wanted the game to be at launch but obviously there's deadlines and timelines and all that stuff and a lot of this stuff was probably pushed aside but yeah, to your point, Dave. I, I I agree. I think after this, you know, I want to see patch notes this size, but it's all new, like new stuff. You know what I mean? Not and not just like instant stuff, but like new zones and character classes and species and yada 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 and all that kind of thing. You know?
2: And and I know it's I know it's a lot of work, uh, but it's it, you know, it, it's what builds games up. I mean, you just you need more you need more content. You need more reasons for people to play. Uh, their characters. I know there's dailies um, and there's ops and flashpoints. I'm a huge dungeon fan, but there has to be more stuff. Maybe some open world dungeons at endgame, mix in a few of those. Maybe make some duo instances as well where uh, you were kicking around an idea like this, Andy, where you can go in with two players and two companions and it's actually it's actually balanced for that.
1: Oh yeah, oh, dude! What, what I, if, I think yeah, a four-player, four four-companion one would be really cool. That's what I was. Saying. Yeah. I think that would be awesome.
2: What and and different reasons actually? Uh, I was uh, I was thinking about this just recently. You know, I gear up all my companions on my trooper, uh, but I still barely only use two of them with any regularity. as a As a vanguard shield specialist, when I'm playing alone, uh, you know, I've got a lar out eighty percent of the time. And then every now and then I'll either have uh, I'll either have uh, Yun or uh, Eric out uh, for a little DPS in special situations, and I'll never have I'll never have uh, my tanks out because there's there's no reason for them. It's redundant. Now if there were special scenarios made where my other companions, even if it was just occasionally, came into play, it would be awesome.
3: I I mean I'm a, a tactics vanguard and- I pretty much just use my healer, <laughs> just constantly Alara, uh, and then every once in a while uh, FX to the the droid, because sometimes I need a tank, but not not too much. But having uh, maybe are you talking about like a couple dungeons or whatever where you have to have, you have to go along with a specific companion, like this storyline well,
2: Not necessarily. Not a specific like companion. How it's tuned, like I think you know, having it tuned to where. Companions aren't as effective as players, we know that, but they're, you know, a well-geared companion can can be, you know, uh, when you get the right gear on them, they can be two-thirds as effective as a player, Mm -hmm. so something that's tuned to, you know, to the level of four players and, and four companions, and you can only have four players zone in, so it's not like, hey, you can bring eight players, or you can bring six players and two companions, you can only have four players go into these specific flashpoints, but they're made to have the companions out, and you have to choose which ones.
3: I got you. That makes sense. I, uh, cause I, I know that me and my fiancé play together all the time. I mean, that's sort of like, because we live in different states, so that's kind of our together time during the week. And there are so many times when we, we just can't do a flashpoint with just the two of us. And we don't have a ton of time to go around trying to find groups and stuff. So, it'd be wonderful if they added some things where, you know, it's just two people and their companions. I think that would be, that that'd be a great us, little addition.
2: That brings us to something else, um, which people have been asking for, and they mentioned the group finder not in 1.2 but 1.3 and uh, it'll be for missions, flashpoints, and operations. I- I'm dubious but I understand the need for it. I'm just very happy and I hope they stick to their guns that it is server only and they put down for the very specific reason. Coming from old-school games where reputation ma- meant a lot. If it's server only and you end up with guys who stand around or who are just rude or for whatever reason You want them on the ignore list, you know, you just put them on your ignore list and you don't play with those
0: people from your community anymore. Okay, so the companion is supposed to be there to help you through the game and uh, be a time sink to get your reputation up with them and then give you uh, some quests. They really need to be investing more into the companion system and it's not your companions are better or worse, but the companion should be doing something in the world if you know you haven't talked to your companions in a while maybe there's a quest they could have for you or they're the daily quest givers or maybe hey here's a new high-level quest chain that's gonna take you 30 hours to do but at the end you know uh, they level up or get some kind of new packaging or something I completely
2: (laughs) agree including including unlocking special powers for them I was actually thinking about that recently Nick how the companions in this game, they do have, like, their own story arcs, but they're a pittance compared to what they are in BioWare's actual single-player games. It's like, you know, Eric's like, hey, my guys have been betrayed, so, like, you know, y- you go to the planet, you sneeze, you go to another planet, you sneeze, and Eric's like, hey, thanks, boss, here's a beer, and then, like, it- it's like, th- that's it.
1: No, I agree, though, That that's actually the one thing that I've I've really kind of noticed is missing is, is like you said, like the, like the 30 hour long, you know, story arcs or those things that are like really, really hard to, you know, you work for a month to get like a specific item, like a perfect example to, to make a comparison to some of the stuff in WoW, because that was my last big MMO, but you know, like trying to get your tier 1.5, remember, or your tier point five stuff, like there was like the 45 minute Baron runs and, um, trying to get your epic mount or, you know, trying to get that like certain crafted item where you had to Go do all kinds of crazy stuff and crazy quests. Like that's the kind of stuff that I see missing from this game. Most of the quests, a quest I, I've been watching. Most quests that I do, even even uh, storyline quests. If you just take each step at a time, they're about twenty minute blocks. You know, so it's like they have it kind of designed so you can play it for an hour and go, oh man, I knocked out like four quests. You know, I remember like getting keyed for anixia dude. Like the Test of Skulls, dude. That was awesome. It took so long and you had to have a group for some of it, and some of it you could solo, and there was all this different stuff, and that's the kind of stuff that I'd really like to see them start start putting into the game.
2: You, you know what's funny? There's certain servers that aren't sanctioned by a company that rhymes with Gizzard that run you know, <laughs> old-school old versions of WoW, and uh, a few friends played on one, or I should say still play on one, and it's uh, it's actually... Uh, just the original vanilla WoW, they put a deadline for their members the guild they're in to get attuned for Anyxia, like the old-school attunement, and the people who didn't make it on time, they, they kicked them out of the guild. Dude, I mean, that's pretty hard. I mean, that, that's how that's how it was back in the day. It was like, no, you know, no free cheese for you. dude. You know? I, oh, it's I remember.
1: Like... I remember that when we were leveling up, man. It was like, hey, we had like, you know, we had like 70 people all online, all in different groups, all doing test of skulls. Like we got it down to an art. I think we could get it done in like 10 hours or something like that. You could do it in a couple of nights. It was fun. But yeah, stuff like that. That's a little bit more, you know, in depth. Because I agree, like, you know, logging on to run a mission and all that, dude, it's totally fun. But kind of to nick's point is you know if you want to feel vested in your character it's like dude it was so freaking hard to uh, to get like this accomplishment and you know now i'm like you know it's like yeah cool like check out my guy i got this cool thing and you know you've you've invested more time in your character as opposed to like looking at like a status bar screen on your companion that just says yeah you have ten thousand affection you know You,
2: you know and uh and by the way uh the complaints i'm making they're they're Hopefully, being seen as as suggestions because I, I what works in the game I love. I'm gonna say straight out, uh, uh I think the combat uh, works really, really well. Matter of fact, uh, a couple people were saying to me, Oh, the combat sing- seems clunky, which I completely do not agree with. I'm like, Really? Even when I play my Jedi alt. I think unless you're not hitting buttons, maybe people are expecting the auto-attack that doesn't exist to be filling in animation, so when they don't hit a button for five seconds, they're like, yeah, it just doesn't seem to flow. I think the combat works really well. I think a lot of questing when you are solo is actually tuned extremely well. If you're doing it at appropriate level, you actually have to pay attention, which is one of the things I very, very much like. It It is literally, it's literally at the end. You know, they keep giving incentives to play alts, and alts are fine, but there's a lot of people who want incentives to play their main character. There's a lot of people who want incentives to focus on one guy and alt occasionally, and I think they're putting too much focus on people wanting to alt as the rule and not the exception. And I understand why. I mean, they have this great story, but people will alt anyways, even if they put a lot of time in their main character they'll they'll still get there they just want to be able to further that one that's their favorite
1: well it, yeah and i mean like 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 we know somebody in the guild who they they pride themselves on only playing one character in an MMO and in this game they you know they were they were kind of like starting to lose the feel a little bit but but speaking of incentives um i want to kind of talk about the legacy system cuz there was a bunch of stuff um about the legacy system and you know, Georg Zoller kind of said he's like, yeah, right now you have this, you know, this pretty little bar and that's all it is and you get a last name and yada, yada, yada. So they announced all kinds of stuff around the legacy system. And some of that stuff is is, incenti- is incentivizing, I guess, you to play more alts. But some of the rewards I think are actually really cool. Like, for example, if you reach level 50 with a species, so say like Zabrak or, or human or whatever, you can now play that species for any faction for any class which is super cool if you reach it with a human race you'll you gain like a presence buff to all your characters there's all kinds of things like this um what was some of the other ones i'm looking at here heroic abilities for yourself and your companions so like for example um you know your alts can get the force choke ability from your sith warrior they're moving sprint to level one which is actually really cool and they're making sprint at level 14 um they're making Wait, sprint at level 14 uh and be like increase your speed even more um
2: i i i have a question yeah. that's actually really cool i i missed that cuz i i've been catching up on the notes too um did you say anybody can get force choke once it unlocks no like i'm Sputtler? not sure.
1: i don't i don't know if it's i don't know on that if it if it'll go to a republic side but uh let, hang on i scrolled past the note here let me find but,
2: it but but i'm i'm hoping yeah i if you can get clarification, I'm hoping like if my Sith Warrior does whatever the prerequisites are, my Imperial Agent doesn't all of a sudden get the Force and start
1: choking people. Well, so I
2: actually would really yeah, that, be that's, unhappy. That's with this that. is this
1: is what it sounds like. Then you're probably going to be unhappy. This is what it sounds like. If you complete Chapter Two of your storyline quest, it, it says it'll unlock current class buffs for other legacy characters. I.e., you'll be able to get. You know, if you're playing a Trooper, you'll be able to get. Um, Trooper buffs now on your Jedi Knight or on your Jedi Sage or or whatever. Um, that's kind of cool. If you complete Chapter Three, it said you'll gain new heroic abilities that require that will require companions to use. Um, blah 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 blah. So for example, if you get Force Choke from a Sith Warrior, you'll get it on all your alts if you complete the Sith Warrior through Chapter Three. So that's what it sounds like. It sounds like um, the Legacy system. Will unlock all kinds of crazy abilities for all of your characters because they're in your legacy.
2: Mm, I, I'm, I'm sure there'll be. I'm sure people will give feedback, uh, as will I, and I'm sure th- there'll be fine tuning. But I, I hope it's not quite as broad a brush as it's set. Sa- well, w- we'll see. I mean, that's a reserved judgment type thing. But I can see certain things. I mean, don't get me wrong. If you know, if my Jedi hits 50. You know, and he wants to give away you know his extra old lightsabers to my vanguard i'll I'll tank on my shield specialist with with a lightsaber instead of a right <laughs> if that's you know that's fine and and he could teach me that throw thing where a boomerang's back, I'll just you know say there's a wire in my gauntlet pulling it back that that'll mean all your characters will be force sensitive and and we'll go back to uh we'll go back to Star Wars Galaxies, where all of a sudden you know there was no force, a little force, and then you know everybody was moving you know. Star Destroyers with their mind, so I, I hope they're really careful
1: with that. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, one of the other things about this, though, that I thought was really cool was finally there's going to be a reason to level up light side or dark side um, or go neutral. You'll be able to unlock abilities for all of your characters, um, but not all of the abilities they said are combat-based. So if you're, you know, dark rank one, two, three, four, five, whatever, I'm assuming that each one of those ranks you'll be able to start getting getting items um, or getting abilities or emotes or, you know, maybe gear or whatever it is, which is pretty cool because right now it's just it's kind of just there. You don't really gain anything out of it. Another thing, this was really cool and I was really excited about this. So um, you can unlock items for your ship, including training dummies. Um, they have war zone dummies and healing dummies and operation dummies. Um, so you can practice like different builds with different gear and, and, and check out rotations and things like that that's going to go to your ship. You're going to get a repair droid um, where you can buy, repair, sell upgrades. You'll get, you're going to get mailboxes that you can unlock, auction houses, including a neutral GTN auction house, but they say that's going to be very, very high up on the, the legacy system because they still want the fleet to have uh, populations. There's also legacy weapons and armor. There's legacy appearances. I mean, there's so much stuff, dude. It, it, it's It actually sounds really, really, really cool but again kind of to your point dave we just have to see how some of this stuff actually affects the game and affects gameplay and how it actually gets implemented to see if it's if it's good bad or otherwise you know
2: like i said i i'm just i'm playing devil's advocate and i always will that's that's the duty of any customer and any fan and especially any any you know fan and community site uh owner or operator i'm just uh, I want the game to be as good as possible, and I'm not going to love everything they do. It's just certain stuff I'm going to like, certain stuff I'm not, and that's just out of the list. Most of it's good. That's just that's just something that'll ring that'll ring kind of cheesy with me if they put it in like that. I won't stop playing the game, but you know it'll just be kind of one of those like shoulder shrugs and move on. Um, when it comes right down to it, though, it does it does sound like the majority of the stuff they're adding is exactly what Nick was talking about, uh, kind of quality of life to what's already there. I just hope that the the next patch after that, hopefully by June or so, you know, hopefully only a couple more months after that, starts putting in more actual meat and pie and dessert to actually cut up with all the utensils they're giving us.
1: You know, I just thought of something too, and I, I forgot about this. So, dude, 1.2 combat log is coming. So theory crafters are gonna. Uh start they said that you won't be able to do anything in game you know like there was some um wow add-ons i think it was recount was the big one where you could see you know everybody in a list and kind of see how they were doing like dps or healing wise they said they're not doing that but they are going to add a combat log that has everything you know everything incoming everything outgoing for you your party um you know the 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 boss or creature that you're attacking whatever but it will be parsable outside of the game they said that they don't plan to add a tool to allow it to be parsable inside the game but i know that's going to make a lot of people happy having a combat log in the game
3: i i would seen uh via twitter today that it they were doing it but it was going to like i said just export as like a text file or or something but i also i haven't read anything in here about add-ons but i did hear that they were going to planning on putting that into one of these uh, one of these next couple of patches, so I'm sure somebody will figure out a way to do something with that.
2: Well, no, they they said very, they said specifically before today. They said a few days ago or last week that the combat log was going to be coming and that parsing was going to be done by third-party add-ons.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: So I mean, it's
1: yeah, yeah. They've, they they, they've, I mean, they specifically said it right. They they've said before that you know they they do want um, the ability for. People to do third-party add-ons, but there's never really been an ETA. But they say it's on their list. You know something else that's pretty cool on the on the operation side of things. I was about to say raid. It was kind of funny. I was watching the live stream today, and every time somebody said raid, they all had to drink because they're like, no they're <laughs> It was it was pretty funny, and the whole crowd would cheer. They'd be like, yeah, raid. What they did say is one of the major issues that people have is the the gear disparity between. Karaga's Palace in, in Eternity Vault, there's really not that much of a, a big gap, right, between the different, the different raid uh, gear drops. So they said in 1.2 with the new operation that there's going to be a much larger disparity between the gear and also the new operations also bringing a whole new tier of gear into the game as well so they're talking you know the difference between a normal mode and a hard mode right you're going to see a lot better gear dropping from stuff like that i think that's going to make a lot of the raiders happy something else that was pretty cool and we we were kind of talking about this earlier about like different different types of instances or dungeons or things like that somebody asked a really good question they were like hey if you watch like the actual movies you know you'll always see especially like in the end you know There's three or four different things going on. So you have, you know, Luke Skywalker fighting, you know, Darth Vader while Han Solo is is down on the planet, uh, you know, doing some other super top secret mission. Meanwhile, um, there's giant space combat going on. And like all of this is happening simultaneously, but to achieve the same goal, right? Like the destruction of the Death Star or whatever it might be. They were asking if they're going to implement stuff like that in future Future content patches for uh, operations and flashpoints, and the answer was, they said they actually said it's something we've tried. It, it's something we've we've been trying, but it's definitely something we're interested in looking into more. So I don't know if they tried to implement it and it just didn't work out right, or if they just didn't have time, or what that means. But I do think it would be pretty cool to to see some stuff like that going on, right? Yeah, well, people,
3: it seems people that say it's... that. <laughs> I'm just wondering if it's not working out in when they test it. Like they try different ways of going about it, and it's just not working out. Like people just can't coordinate, or you know, they have to, or they finish one way early, and then they end up having to sit there for like 15 minutes while another well, group
0: works on their part of it.
1: You know, yeah, that's a good point. I'm not, I'm not sure how it would work. What, what were you gonna say, Nick? You sound like you're gonna add something in there.
0: All right. Well, you guys brought up early. Wow. So I can use, I'll use that as my example. There were tons and tons of dungeons that required puzzle-solving ability and people moving into different wings. And roundly, the response to those dungeons was terrible.
1: Oh, really? People don't
0: want that. No matter what they say, they want to go. They want their tank to tank the boss, and they want to press the, the space bar and the one button until they win. <laughs> right,
1: right.
2: Uh, well, some people don't want that. I'm going to have to disagree on this one because, I mean, uh, there's actually, there's actually quite a few people. The people who play the games that don't want to think about those things don't want it. But then there's tons of other people, I mean hundreds of thousands, that have been asking for other games that want deeper things. Because although certain games get millions that, that go up and down, then there's games like EVE that have much greater depth than even EverQuest 1 and 2. And people, people do want those things in the games they 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 don't want them to be to the point where they're so frustratingly difficult but even in this day and age really if you get to the point in any game where you can't figure something out you can just google it anyway so all that's gonna do is add it's gonna add audience to the game for those who want to do it themselves and for the other people who are like oh you know this isn't my cup of tea they're going to spend 10 seconds Googling it and move right by it and keep playing anyways. So I'd have to say that would actually expand their gamer base.
0: Well, I, I'm a huge proponent of puzzle-based anything because I'm a huge fan of puzzles of all kinds. Uh, the, it's just not really in the paradigm of the MMO currently. Like, I think it'd be cool if, you know, now that as my trooper is, uh, what level is he a major now
2: Maybe um, in the trooper storyline? You you also have to remember there's other major games the uh, the Secret World is launching and a major core part of their launch plan is based upon people figuring out puzzles. I mean they they have a very big following as well. So I I think and I'll agree with you. I think I think if you're talking about the masses of millions, if you're trying to if you're trying to attract millions, if you do a lot of puzzles, I I agree you won't start with that. If you add some puzzles to the ge- to a game and you don't go too puzzle heavy, I think it would add to it. But I also think that you have, there are very viable products for hundreds of thousands that have puzzles in them in the MMO you industry. Know,
1: I understand what Nick's saying um, a little bit about that. Like I, I agree, if, if it becomes too much, like people are gonna get frustrated. And there's actually an instance already in the game that I've been through, the Colcoid War Game, where it's pretty much all puzzle solving in the middle. And with the first time you go in, dude, if you've been in with people who've never been in before, it's really hard, especially if you're not on vent. If it's like a pug, it's really hard to try and get people to figure out what they need to do and where they need to stand. And, you know, something that we thought was going to take like an hour took like three hours because we're trying to get this. Granted, it was a pug, but it's like you're trying to get people. No, dude, don't move yet. You know, this guy's got to stand here and do this. This guy's got to stand here and do that. And it definitely upped the difficulty significantly that being said personally i had a blast doing it i thought it was really fun but other people uh, in the group were starting to freak out you know
2: i'll tell you we did that with uh kashgar uh mr kashgar and and vorp and uh his brother uh that was one of the ones like hey i'll run you guys through there when they were uh in their early early 40s and we would learned it for the first time too and we actually ran that one three times in a row we enjoyed it so much so that that's that's what i'm saying that's that was actually one of the more memorable flashpoints. Oh, like, I agree.
1: A- I agree. It's it's been it's 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 probably the most, or the I would say it's probably the coolest one that I've been through so far, right? And I I haven't been through all of them yet. Like I said, I'm I'm barely 50, but I'm looking at something else here too. Not to completely change the topic, topic, but along the lines of PVP, dude, they're removing PVP entirely from the PVP quest from Illum. There's going to be no more PVP quests on Illum. And they actually, the, the quote was, they feel that they got a little bit too ambitious with Ilum and then they had technical difficulties on top of it. So they're going to go back to, to a more open world style PVP without as many incentives. They're going to completely redesign Ilum to make it be more fun and engaging. And if it's the right time or place, then they'll go back to making it like time-based objectives. Now, I haven't gotten to any of that stuff yet. I just don't know, you know, you guys who've been there, what do you think about that? Is that a good addition or a bad addition or a good change or a bad change?
3: Well, I, I haven't been to Illum, so I can't can't really speak about it yet, because I'm, I'm the low man on Tunnel no Point without a level 50, but uh, from what I've read about Illum, it, it seems like they've done a lot to Illum and just haven't quite nailed it on the head yet, so I, I I guess their complete redesign is called for at this point, but it seems a shame they have really high hopes for it.
1: Well, I think the concept of it sounded really cool, but they actually... They, they kind of called out the hero engine because that's what they developed the game on was the hero engine and they even said they go the hero engine has some issues in in the development process that you don't actually see until the, till it goes live now i don't know to, to what truth or not that that actually is you know to what level of truth that is but they because a lot of people are like hey there's all kinds of performance issues on ilum you know like i said i haven't really been there yet but I hear it everywhere everybody's always complaining about ilum it, it lags people are like dude i get 60 frame frames a second any other place in the game but i go to ilum and i get two or three so they were kind of like you know tossing that. well the hero engine had some problems and we might have been too ambitious and maybe it's too many i mean i don't know what the deal was i just thought it was kind of a big deal that their their entire essentially their entire pvp planet their they're scrapping it for pvp and they're going to like redo it somehow so it looks like Illum's only going to have the pve portion on it in the near future
3: well that they said that it had open world pvp right so right well
1: still... right it'll be open world right but i yeah, mean so it's they said open world with much less incentive so i mean i i don't see a whole lot of people just going okay let's go hang out there if there's no incentive you know what i mean
3: yeah it does seem like it's going to turn it into a ghost town but you know they'll roll when they were all the new one um We'll see what they do with it. I hope they do something cool with Ilum. I personally like the planet. I mean, I haven't played on it, but I like the story behind it. I've used it in one of my, my fictions for the site. So uh, I'm a big fan of the the concept of the planet. Granted, I haven't seen the difficulties. Again, I'm a newbie as far as that's concerned. But, well, I'm certain that Bioware will find a solution to that problem. I think they had a good idea for Ilum. In the beginning, it didn't pan out. But one thing I've discovered about Bioware and development of this game is—they get a good idea and they kind of—they'll work a way to make it work, you know, in the game. So they'll come back to it.
1: Oh,
2: absolutely, guys. Uh, I mean, it, Blizzard tried to do the exact same thing with Wintergrasp, and Wintergrasp was unplayable for like a year, and I'm not exaggerating. It really was horrible. Uh, it's and and that's to say, I mean, that's not to put any any company or any engine down. I mean. Uh, even in first-person shooters, I mean, you know, there's always games that brag like, "Hey, we're going to try to do the first, you know, 64 on 64 or 128 on 128." And these are games that are built from the ground up to only support combat of of player versus player. I mean, then you try to get, uh, you know, MMOs who have their uh, their engines that are built for uh, much more than that, and and you try to get them to support these huge open world. Uh, combats and it's a tricky thing. Uh, there's not really anybody who's nailed it down uh, for the large scale yet. So uh, you know, hats off to the first uh, the first company that gets it running really smooth and uh, and hopefully the rest of the industry will immediately steal their secrets and uh, and invest in them in every <laughs> yeah. other game.
1: You know. So I want to move on to some of the crew skill stuff that they talked about because that panel. Um, that panel had a lot of really cool information just about, in general, stuff in the game. So one I of the... have one thing to say. Oh, go for Re- it. Reverse
2: engineering Oh, dude, yeah, uh, reverse operations engineering operations gear. gear. Yep, that's going to be big. Once again, for, for the other seven people I ran with for a while who all became biochem over the course of a couple of weeks, uh, I told them there was no reason for me to drop my armor mech.
1: Yeah, that's that was an impatient. When people do that's an impatient decision. I mean, they they were very specific. They they actually have a quote. You know, every crew skill is being given an end game use. Every one. On top of you know being able to reverse engineer um, um, operations level gear and get those schematics and now making them craftable, dude. That's that's pretty crazy, right? Um, but some of the cool stuff. So they were talking about wealth distribution. I actually thought this was surprising. They said 84% of players at level 50 have less than a million credits. The but the high, the highest they said the chart ends at 10 million. Less than one percent of players have 10 million credits or more. So I'm kind of surprised, right? Because generally, once you top out, you think people you just start kind of amassing amassing wealth, uh, you know. But
2: Nick, this actually I mean Andy, this actually came up in a, in one of the questions, and we were talking about this because uh, I haven't gotten as much time to do a, a few hours of dailies a day. Let's put it this way: um, Last week, over a couple hours, I spent two hundred thousand on repairs. In a good week where we tear through stuff, I'll, I'll spend fifty or sixty easy. Um, wow. So if you, uh, and that's in a night. So if you raid a few nights a week, you'll you'll spend you'll spend three, four, five hundred thousand. You know, along that point,
1: they said somebody asked them if they were going to um, change trash. Uh, change uh, the trash mobs in operations to drop credits to help with repair costs, and they were like, "Nope." They're like, "We think it's fine." Um, and then they were kind of, oh, they were kind yeah. of talking about this
2: with, with with me saying that with me say, with me seeing my money actually dwindling and going, "Hey, I have to make money." I completely support this economy. I, I do not want a game where you know uh, people are playing and doing uh, you know two hours of dailies a day. And they've got 50 billion credits and, you know, buying basic like level 10 crafting gear, you know, starts going for 50,000, right. 100,000 credits. I, I, you know, I want the value of the dollar. I, I mean, the credit to come back up.
1: Uh, something else that came out of this panel, too, which I thought was interesting. So everyone's been trying to figure out the faction distribution, right? Sith versus uh, uh, Sith Empire versus Galactic Republic. So they said if you average it across all the servers. 57% of people play empire compared to uh what is it like 42, point, 42. Yeah, 42% of um players play republic. So
3: you know what that means, Andy.
2: Wait, did you say 50 to 42? It's, and fi-
1: eight per- it's f- 8% play a
2: secret faction? No, 50, 57 to 42. Oh, that's oh, a typo. Okay. Yeah,
1: it's no, that's not a typo. That's right. It's uh it was probably like 56 point something and 42 point something to make it an even 100, but they just have the rounded numbers um but yeah 57% empire 42% republic i actually don't think that that's that that bad of a of a faction balance now i understand that coming across server you know server to server it could be way out of whack one one way or the other but but that, that's actually a lot closer to to equal than than i was expecting to see
2: that yeah. that that is a pretty big that is a pretty big uh a pretty big swing but it's those are the numbers I predicted long before the game even came out well not those exact numbers but I said there was going to be a respectably larger uh, Empire population which is uh, one of the uh, few key factors in choosing the Republic
1: yeah I mean it's 50 right, according to that it's 15% that's that's the gap another another cool stat was around gender selection of your character 70% of all characters are male 30% are female the most popular class everybody already knows this Sith Inquisitor um, no. yeah I know shocker right <laughs> that hey that was my that was my first Sith I was my Sith Inquisitor dude I love that character. Uh, I remember I remember that character is hella fun dude I just lightning everybody it's awesome uh, let's see Smuggler and Imperial Agent are uh, have had incredibly low numbers ever since Alpha let's see what do they say short of making the class really overpowered there's not much we can do that's pretty much <laughs> what they said I think that's awesome this this was what i found was actually interesting too so you know a few months ago before the game started there was all these interviews about the leveling curve and how long it's going to take to get your character to level 50 and this this and that and the estimates were kind of all over the map but essentially what it really came down to was it was between like 120 and like a like 180 or 200 hours were were kind of the ranges that bioware was giving they're saying that it's 50 hours right now and um they, yep, they that's said about right. They said um, they the quote they actually said was they're like you guys they they said you guys blew that for us because you play too much, uh and they they're like um they've seen some in, insane play hours in early access and they were they even said some of them were at superhuman levels so you yeah. know those are the dudes that like didn't sleep for like forty eight hours you know and just went crazy and were like level fifty in a couple days but they pretty much said they they think that the leveling time is actually pretty good. Um, and they don't they don't plan to really really tweak that too much. So I don't know if that means that they're gonna you know focus focus more on endgame stuff then like or or stuff to do for fifties or not. But it seems like the leveling curve is about you know a hundred percent or fifty percent lower than uh, what they were expecting it to be. Or, you know or faster I should say.
3: Well, um, I think that's because there are certain things that you can gain levels without going through the quests. Like for example, um, on my Vanguard, I did space missions. Completely out-leveled Terrace, so I just skipped half of the entire planet. Did my class quest, did the bonus series, and then left. So I think that really cuts down on your playing time if you end up over-leveling the planet that you're on due to PvP or space missions or whatever, Yeah, what but have you.
2: if you were on that planet for the same amount of time, you'd be making as much or more XP. So it's, I mean, the, the, the fact is they, they grossly misjudged the amount of of time it would take to level. I mean, I remember people talking from beta. They said realistically, if you play your first character, it'll take you about a hundred to one hundred and twenty hours. If you, and this is another thing too. Some first off, some people they skip the the cutscenes like on their first character. Some people, yeah. Some and Bioware knew this, and that's fine. So right right from there, you're cutting off like tens of hours. Okay. Uh, secondly, uh, like. I'll play other classes, but I'll skip the cutscenes of the, the generic Republic stuff that I've played, like when I made my Smuggler, watched all my Smuggler stuff, but I did all the, I did all the other stuff on my Trooper already. So, uh, you know, I skipped the generic stuff and watched all the Smuggler stuff. But at the same time, you also, you also get uh, better at knowing the worlds. Uh, you know, like, hey, I'm not going to run all the way around the backside of this map this time because I, I know that, you know, that's not where I get up. Whereas last time I ran the wrong way and it took me 10 minutes to find my way back. Oh, yeah. That's all the learning
1: curve stuff, right? Yeah. yeah. No, I agree. You know, when I first kind of to your point, Mike, like I'm the same way. So and I've, I've, I think I've even said it on the podcast before. So I might when I play an MMO, I consider myself like a completionist, right? Like even if I out level a zone. I will stay in that zone until it is done and I have done every possible thing I can, you know, outside of like an instance or, or a raid or something, right? So with Terrace on the normal leveling when I left I got to Terrace at like eighteen. When I left I was twenty seven, dude. I was on that planet for so freaking long. And I had pretty much out leveled Narshada and even even Alderon and you know, and it was taking a really long time. I wasn't getting XP and I was kinda of starting to get frustrated. So from like like twenty seven to like like, 35, I moved really slow because I was doing everything. And, and finally, I was like, you know what? I'm just going to do the class quest only and kind of kind of catch back up to where I should be. And once I did that, dude, I was flying through levels and flying through planets or whatever. But at the same time, I feel like, oh, man, now I have to go back and do all this content that I skipped that I don't necessarily like to do, but I really wanted to get to 50. So, yeah. You know, it,
3: I, I did that with with Alderaan specifically, just because I wanted to quick get my legacy. I was the um,
1: same way. I was like thirty five or whatever, right? And I'm like, I need my legacy. And everyone's like, Dude, finish chapter one. Like, go finish chapter one. And I'm like, How do I do that? And finish Alderon and then do the, you know, kill the boss at the so, little space station after whatever. So,
2: so what else? What else do we have on uh, on that current list you're looking at? Oh, Andy? there's
1: there's tons. Um, so another cool thing, um, they said as far as in game spam, they actually have a team of thirty people their only job for Bioware is to ban spammers wow wow I mean that's a lot that's a lot of human people tracking spammer only and they were like if you see a spammer report it it's the fastest way to get them banned and they literally he said most times spammers are banned within a minute of them actually showing up Um, Yeah,
2: yeah because that is one thing that you know that's one good feature they had built in the game right from the beginning I mean whereas the you know the the gtn and the guild ui whereas that stuff was very bare bones there was a report spam button on the mailbox from like day one right and i have i I have used it i i I use it every time
1: something Um, else um they're changing dave you mentioned reverse engineering um it's gonna be i think it's gonna be a little bit easier overall to get uh better items Um, They said they're going to add more items that you can reverse engineer stuff into and they're going to improve the rate that you can reverse engineer items. They say they've made it a lot more useful. They're adding in uh, operation level gear and critical um, with critical augment slots that can be things can be RE'd into. So again, keep your armor mech right. What else is happening? Their augment crafting is coming to synth weaving armor mech. Uh, I believe we're going to be able to do some form of augments in the future. Really? I, that's what it sounds oh, like. Very nice. Uh, um, Cybertech speeders are now becoming bind on equip, so people will be able to build those and sell them for money, which is really cool. What else? They've lowered the prices on um, certain speeders, and also for Tier 1 and 2 speeder training, they've lowered the price, and as Tier 3 training as well. But then they said on some of the higher-end speeders, the price price to buy the speeder is going to go up to kind of offset it. So much stuff on crew skills, though. They actually said just the patch notes for crew skills alone is five pages long. And they said that they're going to release a full blog on it soon. They actually said the average crafter... This is a cool quote that I thought. The average crafter is richer, looks better, and better geared than a non-crafter. We really expect this to take off with patch 1.2. So all those people, like you said, who dropped... You know, we knew people who had four hundred and three different crew skills and they dropped it to go bio you know biochem there i think they're going to regret some of those decisions you know but well um
2: like like nick was saying earlier that'd be another great great addition to uh both the companion system and the crafting system at the same time would be like special quests quest lines which unlock special schematics that only that only your like follower could wear like you know like uh, Alara could be like, Hey, you know, uh I, I have more family on the uh on the Empire, by the way, uh if anybody's like level twenty with their trooper, uh stop listening now. You know, hey, I I, I have more <laughs> I, I have more friends and family on the Empire that wanna be broken out and you can go through this long quest line where you go behind enemy lines and blah 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 and you steal some secret schematics, you know, that were built for, you know, empire medics while you're back there, you know, over course and And you give her not only something that kicks butt in stats, but has, you know, a unique look and have that type of stuff for all the companions that could add tons of actual content, which we've said several times is one of the things they they need to focus on soon, as well as adding the actual, uh, you know, uh, stats and and crew gameplay stuff.
1: Totally, totally. You know, in... Uh, one other thing, too, along these lines, in, in 1.2, you'll actually be able to extract mods, but still keep the set bonuses. So if you don't want to wear the item and look something else, you can still extract the mods um, and put them in the, you know, the other slotted item and your your set bonuses will transfer over. So that's uh, that is pretty cool, too. And oh, and you can reverse engineer operation gear for different appearances of gear as well. I'm not 100 percent sure what that is going to entail. But yeah, that seems cool. But yeah, you mentioned Nick. Nick, you live over there. <laughs>
0: Yeah, sorry. My wife just came home and made me some tacos. Oh, nice, <laughs> oh, dude! Tacos, tacos
1: during the podcast, dude. That that sounds pretty good. Um, I hear in
0: Patch One Point
2: Four, Bioware is going to start sending us food in real life. <laughs> yeah, talk, talk about talk about keeping. You want to keep MMO gamers, dude? You send them a pizza a month, like, randomly? Like, congratulations, <laughs> your pizza's on the way tonight, dude. Oh, my God. They're going to install
1: those, like, air tubes that they have, you know, that you can send documents through. They'll just come from Austin.
2: Wait, are are you, ta- are you talking about, like, uh, from the Fifth Element? Yeah, ex- that would be so awesome.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know what I mean? Oh, man. Anyways, um, what else was there? Dude, there was so much stuff, like... It's like, it's hard to even wrap my head around. There's so much stuff. Oh, you know, the other big thing, I think we mentioned this earlier. So they did say that they bumped the, the release date. They wouldn't give an exact date. They're saying early April. It was, it, everyone was hoping it was coming in March. Um, But it looks like they probably added quite a bit of additional stuff to it that's going to bump it out and they want to make sure that it's, that is polished so early April to me I would say uh, you know if you look at the calendar you, you know it's going to release on a Tuesday so you could probably expect it either Monday April 2nd or I'm sorry Tuesday April 3rd or Tuesday April 10th um, are probably good good target dates for patch 1.2 um, I was
3: wondering when that was going to come out I mean they've been talking about patch 1.2 forever so you,
2: you know what this is a this is a good strategic move on Bioware's part and I'll tell you why okay First off, if you've played the Mass Effect 3 demo, especially multiplayer, like I've told people, it's like crack wrapped in heroin dipped in chocolate, okay? And then, you know, there's the Mass Effect 3 just story itself, which is going to be crack, and that comes out in a few hours and by the time anyone hears this podcast, it'll have been out for a day or two. It'll probably so, been out for
1: a couple of days, but more important, Mass Effect Three Day is also my birthday, motherfucker. What up? Nice. <laughs> oh, <Yeah. laughs> oh,
2: wait, Andy, aren't you closer to forty? I am,
1: dude. And thirty. Now? I am still in my mid-thirties. I'll be thirty-six, but yeah, my birthday is in about six hours.
3: Wow. Oh, that's the best birthday present ever, Mass Effect Three. I know, right? Too bad I should have
1: taken the damn day off work. I'm kicking myself.
2: A- Andy fiber pills are in the mail happy birthday
1: yeah exactly can you can you get me uh the the costco size metamucil pack please that'll that'll be uh that'll be helpful
3: i'm glad that's gonna be edited out <laughs> no hell no i'm not <laughs> editing no. that out you don't really keep
1: that in that's that's staying that's oh man our our, our, li-
2: our listeners need to know that we're regular before we yeah, podcast exactly right? speaking
1: wow. of uh, we're no but we are we are starting to run out of time so i don't know um was there, I mean, there's so much stuff, but was there something else that you guys wanted to specifically uh, uh, talk about or do you you want to wrap it up?
2: I, I want Nick's viewpoint and everything. He was eating tacos while we were. I want Nick's
1: tacos, uh, dude.
0: Well, I mean, I was listening and if I thought I had something to, to chime in with, I would chime in. But what I see, the problem that I see a lot of this stuff that they're trying to fix is this game feels more like a single player game than a multiplayer game. I agree. Yeah. <laughs> and that's not a bad thing, but it seems like throughout the entire production, they thought it was a multiplayer game, and that's what they promised. And so they're trying to turn the whole tr- truck now, and I think this patch and probably the next one will really be the the big signpost on whether or not they're going to be able to keep it going. Because the stuff they have is great, but if it doesn't hold people's interest, which is the, you know, the key to an MMO... Uh, then I don't see how they're going to keep uh, two million players, let alone get more.
1: You know, that's a good point, and and I, I definitely agree. I think um, as, at least for me, like leveling up, at least the leveling up process, m- I would say ninety percent of that time I was by myself. It was it was me and my companion, um, and it was
0: super fantastic.
1: And it was fun. Yeah, I had a good time. And now I hit fifty, and again I am still behind a lot of people. So like I haven't even gotten to the daily swing yet. Like I got to still do my. Bill Sava's bonus quest and I'm I'm wrapping up my Ilum stuff right now so I can start doing the Ilum stuff but now to me it's starting to feel a little bit more like an MMO right where in the leveling up process it, it was kind of like to Dave's point it was it, it was very much like just RPG style and, and it kind of felt that way but yeah I mean um, to your point what I was going to really talk about though was the numbers I I was just talking with Dave about this today I'm dying to see when they release subscription numbers like you know are we going to hear it at the end of the quarter maybe from an ea investor call um or you know will they try and keep it hush hush because they launched with roughly two million i i'd like to know did it go up did it go down has they recycled two million players and they have two million new ones like you know i want to know where they're at because I, i definitely agree with you that'll that'll tell about the health of the game long term you know
3: i've been thinking it's going to come at the end of the at least the first quarter the financial quarter so we'll see if uh they're at 2 million then, or they're down, or
1: they're up. Whoops, sorry. Any predictions there, I was trying to, <laughs> was trying to, to talk, and my, my mic was <laughs> muted. Yeah, let's hear a prediction, Dave. Let's hear a prediction, Dave.
2: A prediction on numbers? On
1: subscriptions, yeah. The next time they announce subscription numbers, how many, are there, how many people are there going to be?
2: Uh, the next time, I'll say they're going to announce uh, 2.3. Impressive. Because there you have it, two point
1: three million, right? Not two point three.
2: Yes, <laughs> two point two point three subscriptions, because somebody is going to have hit the cancel button, but oh. not let their finger go, and they're going to just be looking at it, kind of you know, musing whether they should let their finger go. Well, they might have unsubbed
1: mid mid month, you know, so they get the point three out of it. But no. I'm
2: telling you. Uh, if if they announce numbers, uh, I think it's going to go up a little bit. It 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 might go down a little bit. Um, it, it depends, but I'm I'm telling you, my my long prediction is a, a year from now, uh, they'll have done the right things in uh, the ensuing patches between now and the end of the year, and uh, they'll realize content is king because they have a great. Let's put it this way, they have they're like George Lucas, okay. They've thrown together a brilliant world, okay? They, they, have, they have the backdrops. They have the imagination. And all they need now is to have the, the writers start pumping out more content for it. That, that's, that's as simple as it is. If – to be super geeky and stay on the Star Wars tangent, watch the Clone Wars series. Season 1, eh. Season 2, eh, with a couple, a couple bumps of, hey, not bad. Season 3, Hey, not bad season it, season four pretty darn good like each season literally gets better in the clone wars a- and i think that's exactly what's going to happen uh with what's available in the old republic
1: well yeah and you know and there you have it and, and one other thing not not even a patch 1.2 thing and tomorrow's patch i guess by the time you listen to this it will have been two days previous patch in a uh, 1.1.5 um, you can now invite friends to play the game as well so they're definitely they're definitely pushing trying to get people in the game I think you can get a friend invite out you can invite up to three three, three friends yeah. per account and they get like a week of game time free or something like that so which is kind of cool but yeah I think uh, that's gonna do it for tonight's show. There's some music fading in, in the background so uh, before we close out, any final thoughts from uh, any of you guys I want tacos That's true dude I want your tacos too Nick I'm uh, hungry.
3: All right, that's it. From now on, they're all the best kind of tacos. They're birthday tacos.
1: Oh, there you go. Yeah, even better.
0: Oh,
1: <laughs> oh um, and
3: since this will be coming out after Tuesday, we should all wish Andy a very happy
1: old man birthday. Yes. Happy old man birthday. Thank you, guys. Happy I'm going to go birthday. change yeah. my pants here. Yeah.
2: I feel great disturbance in your life, as if your youth cried Laya! out and was suddenly be silent.
1: <laughs> oh, there you go. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, exactly it was, it was silence a long time ago. But, Anyways. Yeah, I think that'll do it guys. So, uh, thanks everybody for listening tonight. Combat chatter, episode 10. Uh, we are back on the airwaves. We've been gone for a little while and uh, it's good to be back. So Mike, Dave, Nick, thanks for hanging out and, uh, everybody out there who actually listens to this garbage. I hope you guys had a good time. I know. Uh, I know we always have a good time doing it. So, uh, uh, Thanks for hanging out and listening, and we will see you guys in a couple weeks for Combat Chatter 11. We are out of here. Peace. Later. Later.
0: You've been listening to Combat Chatter, brought to you by RepublicTrooper.com. Join the community at www.RepublicTrooper.com, on Facebook at Facebook.com slash RepublicTrooper, or on Twitter at RepublicTrooper. Thanks for listening. Tune in next time.
1: with myself Andy at republic trooper <laughs> i already screwed up i haven't done this in a month Let's good job Andy. i know <laughs> <laughs> dun, dun, dun. i know fail arcane man <laughs> <laughs> wow pull that one out dude. oh dude oh i kill myself his, sometimes. his
2: lawyers may contact you yeah exactly
1: yeah